Hey Alive Tribe, you already know you're made for an incredible amount of more. This podcast is about showing up for all the things. Showing up for your life, for your mindset, and for your dreams. And now, here's your girl, Miriam Graw. Today we are deep diving into betrayal. That nasty ugliness. I mean, these aren't even strong enough adjectives for what betrayal does when it rips through our life. I mean, okay, guys, first of all, you, some of you might be listening. I, I, probably not. If you're hanging with me, it's probably, you're probably not listening, thinking this, but cause you know, your girls just, I'm not anything about religion. I'm just like, give me something real. Give me relationship. Like don't give me anything at all. If it's not going to be real. But I think sometimes, and I surprise myself sometimes when I'm like, oh my goodness, I'll have this feeling or this, um, or this avoidance of a feeling. And I'll realize, man, that is something that was still woven into the deep fabric, sometimes the the fabric of who I am. Um, And it'll be something of religion. It'll still come out and think, oh my goodness, come on. I thought I don't have anything religious in me anymore. But for anyone that might still be breaking free from all this religion stuff, you might find yourself thinking, okay, it wasn't, I wasn't at fault. So why did the betrayal hurt so much? Or why is it doing this to my heart? And, you know, I should just be able to just brush it off. No, let me tell you something. We got to be in touch here with what this really is. Betrayal is robbery, guys. Now, if any of you have experienced any form of robbery, um, we know there's all kinds of emotional robbery and all that kind of stuff, right? But I'm talking like, I mean, if anyone's had someone break into their home or steal their purse or whatever. Guys, that is such a violating feeling, right? Why would betrayal feel any less violating? It's a robbery from who you are, right? That's why betrayal hurts so bad. And I mean, it's like you have to work through you're not working through necessarily, um, which let me touch on this later, but I was going to say you're not working through necessarily, you know, oh, what's well, not true anyway. So that maybe is not where your hang up is, but it's the violation you feel inside. You're having to work through what that violation does to your heart. So with that, I am going to say that sometimes when we do face betrayal, and I guess to a certain extent, it's okay to do this, but for a little bit, we just kind of replay everything, thinking there's something we sh- could have did to prevent it okay and if you you know check last week's episode because I think when we experience any kind of loss in our life and betrayal is another loss and so we had this thing within us like is there something I could have did to prevent it could I have said something to prevent it could I have not said something that would have prevented it so with that we do have all this intro stuff that goes on inside of us and that's probably okay Um, but what happens is if we're not careful that's our hang-up so we're not really going there today, but I'm saying this, let's get back on to what I'm thinking. The reason we're struggle so badly with betrayal is because we've been robbed from and it feels violating and it is violating. And what happens is a lot of times when you are, when you are betrayed, it's because someone like knew you or supposedly knew you or someone you were kind of close to. That's why it hurts so bad. I mean, if the person that you only met yesterday, like how can they really super much betray you? (laughs) Maybe I'm just that slow in trusting anybody. But 
usually betrayal comes because we had somewhat of a relationship with that person and that's why it hurts so bad. That person robbed from us. I feel like today, some of you are in that place right now. You're processing all the things. You're processing what did you do wrong or what didn't you, what could you have did to prevent it? You know you didn't do anything wrong, but could you just have prevented it? Well, let me tell you, a lot of times, and I don't know, I'm not saying all the times, but betrayal can come from really toxic people, but they don't look toxic to begin with. And you might be like, yeah, but I've never known them as toxic. Well, my experience, and I'm not going to psychologically go deep into this or anything, but my experience says, (laughs) experience says someone isn't toxic to you until they are. So a lot of times they come to you and they, they, why does the Bible tell us? Why does the Bible warn us about um, those wolves in sheep clothing? Because when they come, we don't know they're toxic. When they build a friendship with us and we get to know them, like we're genuine over here, but they're not. And we don't know that. Um, and, and there's sometimes that's why we can't build a friendship with someone because something just doesn't set right. Because remember, it's not what we can see, but we wage a war that's spiritual. So it's not even flesh and blood. So you can't even pick anything out. But sometimes it's like there's a caution here. Don't build a relationship with that person. So I love that because those are moments that spare us from probably what would happen down the road in some kind of betrayal or whatever. I mean, I don't know. But there are those times, guys, where for whatever reason, we didn't have those warnings or we didn't feel those warnings. And we really thought this was going, this was a good friendship. And it turns out it's not. And it hurts because that person set out to destroy us and it really hurts. And it leaves us with a lot of things to deal with because, because like I said, there's just a number of things, but sometimes we're kind of like wondering what could we have did to probably prevent it. So now we have to work through that. And then when we finally exhaust ourselves after playing the same old drama in our head, we realize there's nothing we could have did. Now we have to really deal with the fact that, oh my goodness, this person is really for real that rotten. Well, now we kind of wonder how did we not know they were that rotten? So we got the same old reels going in our head and heart, and it's all this disruption of our peace, of our of our beautiful rhythms. Did you ever have those times? It just throws you off course. I mean, it's like, oh man, like you can't even think ahead to dream ahead to live ahead and all that in life because you keep getting stuck with this same story and it's something you can't figure out. You spent time trying to figure it out. You did the whole, let me, you know, replay it a million times in my head because something's probably going to stand out new to me that never stood out and I'm going to have this all figured out. Well, you know what? Actually, you're not, you're not going to be able to figure out Um, why someone would do that to you because you're not that type of person and you're not going to go do that to someone else. It isn't, trust me, it's never going to make sense. It's like never going to make sense because you can't even, you, me, we can't even understand that. So it's never going to make sense, guys. It's never going to make sense. Now, I know sometimes we have to process things and we have to walk through it. I'm not for, you know, shutting the process off. Um, processes can be healthy but sometimes you know we all know people get stuck and they get stuck that place forever because like 
at least for a good bit of their life because they just it never made sense so they can't let go and they has to make sense in order to let go but it's not going to make sense so they never let go and they just have this vicious cycle well i've been there too and so we just get caught in this and then god says it's enough I'm taking you to a new place and you can't bring this with you. Do you, do you have those times, guys, where God's like, I'm moving you ahead, but you've got to let go of this. Yeah, but God, it doesn't make sense. I know it doesn't make sense. Yeah, but God, if only, no, no, if only you got to let it go. But why? Like, it wasn't right. I know it wasn't right, but I'm bringing something beautiful from it. See, I love that. I mean, God, like, why do we even worry about it? God just comes be, he's ahead of us, but he comes behind us and he's just like repairs everything. Um, he makes everything so much better. I have often wished I had hindsight beforehand, <laughs> the wisdom that comes with it, but oh man, it's walking through the stuff where this wisdom is gained and it's in looking back and saying, wow, I thought that was going to destroy me. It's actually made me. Um, and if you're listening today and you're working through betrayal, let me tell you, you don't have to keep a record. God is, you don't have to make sure everyone knows you're fine and innocent. And that isn't true. Listen, you don't have to defend yourself. Because time will. Time will be your defender. Um, it's kind of interesting because those that do the betraying and the and bringing this horrible um, ravaging effect into your life, they end up messing up or they end up grappling with trying to bring um, worse in the worse in the situation. Because they're the ones that have to work really hard to be convincing. And remember, when you're sincere, you don't have to. You have a defender, and it's Jesus. And the Lord finally comes and says, you know what? It's okay. Just let go of it. Because what happens is when you're, when you're defending yourself and spending all this time um, replaying the story, you may as well figure that your heart, you have literally... You know, take your arms right now and just make them like an X shape across your chest, okay, where you're holding kind of yourself tight. Now, what happens? Do this right now, okay, so you can see what happens. Your arms, it's like hugging yourself, right? You're protecting your heart, man, because it's so vulnerable right now, and you're protecting it. And we want to protect our hearts in a healthy way, okay, but we're doing this. What happens? Where are your arms? They're across your chest protecting your heart. Are they open? Are they free? No, they're not open. They're not open and being able to love well those those that you love and those that are around you because your arms are already like hugging your heart to protect it. Are your arms and hands, are they open in worship? Are they free? No. And I get it. Your heart has been deeply wounded. I get that. And and you, our natural thing is to protect. So at this moment, it's your heart. But when you just give it up <laughs> and give it to Jesus for real, it's just that simple. It's just like, okay, Lord, I don't know the answers to this. I'm not, I don't, I don't have it figured out. I'm giving this and everything that I don't know about it. I'm giving it to you. And some, it's just a baby step. And then 
um, what I like to do is, so I'm going to give you, I wasn't even planning to give you all this tip, but I'm going to give you all this tip. Because um, a lot of times these feelings are going to come back and they're going to come back when you're tired. They're going to come back late at night. They're going to come back when you're hungry. You know what I'm saying? They, we, <laughs> the devil seems to know those weak moments and that's when these, this turmoil is coming back. What you're going to do is that day that you let it go, you're going to replace it with something. So for an example, I'm, I'm going to use a family member, for example. So let's just say you have a family member who, who isn't walking with the Lord. And you're just like, man, you would just love for them to find Jesus and the freedom and man, just enjoy life with Jesus. What about if you say, okay, every time I feel these conflicting thoughts come back, I'm going to pray instead for my family member to find Jesus. I'm like, I'm pushing the thought away of all this damage to my heart. And I'm literally just going to literally a second prayer for your family member. I have literally practiced that for a couple years now, guys. Um, what happens is every time the devil tries to bring me this other stuff, I, I'm praying for a family member. It's like just a couple second prayer or whatever. What happens is the devil, he sees the, the futileness of this because, um, he, um, he realizes that he's not going to get you in this area. Like you, you're that surrendered. I mean, you are literally going to get that family member saved because you pray for him so much because the devil, I have said, you know, I have did that through the years and just little lies. You know what? I'm going to use this opportunity instead of thinking of the situation or worrying about the situation or fearing the situation. I'm just going to pray for that family member. And I usually, I have someone I really love who doesn't know the freedom of Jesus. And so I'm usually praying for that person um, or persons. So that's just my little bonus tip. So back to where we were. So you give it to God. You step yourself out of the vicious cycle. You're not going to figure it out. Trust me. Did you ever have any kind of thing, even a, <laughs> even a, an argument with your husband? And at that moment, you both realize there's like no solution at the moment. Let's just, we're going to agree to just rest to this and come back to it later. And we have this mutual agreement. We're going to be, you know, we're friends. We're just going to rest this. And then when you come back to it later, oh man, like, wow. Now you're in a better place. And sometimes you do. And with this over here, with betrayal, back to our betrayal, um, you just have to rest from it. Don't figure it out. You have to rest from figuring it out and step away. Um, and then God does amazing. You realize, all of a sudden you realize that, man, I'm loving well again. I'm, lo I'm loving those well. I'm serving them around me. You're not worried about that person who betrayed you. Remember, you're just letting all that rest. The religious pricks in your conscience might say, now you should work on forgiving. I'm telling you, sister, don't even go there right now. Literally, I, I there's been times I have told the Lord, okay, God, and I would feel this. I don't know if it was religion or what, but I'd feel this thing like, I need to forgive. And I say, Lord, I'm not even going there. Like, I'm totally like giving that to you too. Because here's the thing, guys, God finishes the work he starts in us. So don't get on that hang up now or there again. Now you're the person, uh, you're the person that blame, right? They tried to be, they betrayed you and tried to blame you. And now when there's, when you're, when you're at the place that you're able to accept that you're not to blame and it was just a toxic person, well, now your conscience and heart and everything's trying to bother you because now you should forgive. No, just rest it all with Jesus. Just give it to him. It's in a very safe place with Jesus. And so what happens when you do that? 
and you go over here and you're living life you're loving others well your arms are free and open to worship and remember you're praying for that family member you're doing all these baby steps and you get to this place it's like wow oh my goodness like then the situation comes back to your mind and it doesn't hurt like it did it's not raw like it was so okay don't get hung up there remember you give it back to jesus again wow give it back to him again and keep moving forward with those baby steps and then what i love <laughs> i absolutely love is at some point in your journey um you realize that something that you didn't think you could be thankful for you're actually thankful for it you're like oh my goodness I didn't even know how I was going to get ahead. I didn't even know how I was going to go into my future. I just felt like such a hang up with this betrayal. And I felt like, man, I didn't know how to move past. That person meant something to me. I didn't even know how to move past. And I didn't think I could ever be thankful for this situation. And now I'm like, wow, I'm really glad that person's not in my life anymore. I'm really glad. I, And, th and then you start noticing things that you never noticed before, like, Oh my goodness, I'm freer than I was. I didn't even know that person was controlling me. But in subtle ways, before they betrayed you, they begin to try to manipulate and control you. But you didn't even realize it. I mean, guys, love is so blind sometimes. Or for real, it's. Um, then you find yourself like, you realize you were what was you thought was a setback. Oh man, it was really just setting you up for something amazing. God knew what he was doing. Um, and I don't know, you know, all this stuff like what is of the Lord or what's that person just showing their true colors. But at the end, God does take what the enemy means for evil and he does it for our good. And maybe the Lord really just let that person make their move because it was time that person was truly revealed to us who they are. Because the Lord knew that where he's taking us, we can't bring that person with us. We have to have that person not in, in, in our life. Um you know, at least that's where healthy, that's where healthy boundaries come in. You know, <laughs> where it gets difficult, that person's a family member. <laughs> so you, you know, you don't, you kind of do have them in your life sometime, but that's all for another day. But you can put healthy boundaries up and that's what you did, right? When the person betrayed you, you didn't hang out where that person was. You had to give yourself time to work through it, process it. Um, guys, I, I had a dream and it was probably, my goodness, um, I don't even know. I'm going to say, I'm going to say a year ago. It might have been a year and a half ago. It was a while ago. And this is interesting because I had someone that had betrayed me, guys. And I did. I worked through all the things I'm telling you guys, you know, all the pain and how it just ravaged through my heart and just tore my heart up. I mean, literally beat my heart up, right? <laughs> um, and I, I didn't defend myself. I didn't dishonor this person's name. I mean, they were making hay, dishonoring mine. <laughs> um, and it was hard. It was really hard, guys. Um, but remember, we don't have to keep track because God is. And remember, um, oh, let's see, what was it? Was it? I'm losing my train of thought. Um, we don't have to keep, oh yeah, and time will tell, right? Time brings it out. So, but I had this dream and I just feel like this is for some of you listening. I feel like God gave me a word today that 
some of this stuff here is for you guys. It's specifically for you guys. The Lord just said, you know, take this and turn it out to them, like turn it around to you guys for you guys. So I feel like someone listening today needs to hear this. So in this dream, the person who betrayed me came to where I was bringing food. And there was like supposedly this big get together and we're going to um, be together with a bunch of people and we're all going to eat and there's going to be all this food here. Um, but I guess that person didn't realize it or something. Like they came to where I was bringing food. I accepted the food and put it aside. And then in the course of conversation, I mentioned these mutual friends were coming. Now, these were people that my betrayer really wanted to be in the spotlight with. And when they found, and when this betrayer found out that these people are coming, they right away realized they had to admit to me that the food they brought me, the meat, it was spoiled. They were going to feed me spoiled meat. But now what happened is people they wanted to look, they wanted to get in the spotlight with were coming and they would also be eating the spoiled meat and they didn't want that to happen. They had to admit to me, I intentionally served you spoiled meat. I intentionally meant to take you out. Guys, time shows that. Time tells the story. I don't know where your betrayal came from. Time is going to tell that person. I don't know if that person's ever coming to you. This person never physically ever came to me and told me they deliberately set out to ruin me. Okay. I don't know if this person ever is coming to you guys, but time's going to tell it. Time's going to tell your story and God is going to catapult you in the presence of your enemies. Like the word of God is about that. You're going to be catapulted and what they used to try to take you out is going to be the exact thing that's going to catapult you into where you need to be and, and, and to where you can't even hardly dream of what it's going to be like. God does things like that and he's doing it in your life. This is for you. This is for you. Not, oh no, that's my girl's story. No, this is your story and it's for you. So I'm telling you right now, if you never knew or no one's ever told you or you're in doubt because you have been betrayed, it is only for a season and God is going to use that in your life and you're going to, you are going to come to the place that you are going to look back and say, thank you, Lord. Guys, I am so thankful for that time in my life. Guys, I can't even tell you. It is one of the biggest, deepest places of gratitude in my heart now. And I thought I couldn't get past it. That is not just my story, guys. It is your story because we serve a God who he is all about redeeming. He is all about making better what even was to begin with. Don't you just love that, guys? This is your story. Where you're at today is not where you're going to stay. God has something better for you and you are going to get to the place, the place where you feel like you are stuck and you feel like it's your setback. You are going to get to the place to realize, no, it was your comeback and you are going to be at a better place than you ever were. 